You're listening to Al Pastor, the show that helps you love God, love your neighbor, and eat more tacos. I'm your host, Pastor Brian. Welcome to the show. Well, hello, hello. I want to welcome you to another episode today. We're going to be covering Exodus chapter 23, specifically verses 10 through 13. The question that I have for you before we we begin is, is do you even Sabbath, bro? Now, the inspiration of this, uh, the title of this podcast actually comes from a meme. Yes, I am inspired by memes. That's uh, one of my love languages, in case you were wondering. Uh, there's a meme out there that says, do you even lift, bro? So that's my question for you. Do you even Sabbath, bro? Um, I want to remind us what we've been reading about. We've been reading about the Book of the Covenant. We've been learning about God's character, God's justice, God's mercy, God's intention with everything that we are reading. And so it makes sense that we are still in this vein. And what we're going to discover is that the Sabbath is much more than just about keeping a religious observance. It is actually more about mercy than it is ceremony. So we're going to get right into it. We're going to deal with the Sabbath year and the Sabbath day. I think you're going to learn some things that are going to bless you, might even shock you a little bit. Um, but, you know, that's what we that's what we do around here. We read God's Word. We pick it apart. We look at it. We want to say, God, what are you trying to say? What is the principle? So let's begin in verses 10 and 11. The Bible says, Six years you shall sow in your land and gather its produce. But in the seventh year you shall let it rest and lie fallow. Notice, pay attention to this next part, that the poor of your people may eat. There's purpose number one. And what they leave, here's purpose number two, the beasts of the field may eat. In like manner you shall do with your vineyard and your olive grove. Now, we're not going to get into all the agricultural benefits of the, the reasons as why rest is good for the land. There, there are definitely some reasons when it comes to the uh, nutrients that are left. Uh, you know, we most of what we do today just depletes uh, the, the land of its nutrients and uh, vital things that it needs for it to grow. I'm not an agriculture guy. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a theologian of the cross, okay? <laughs> so um, the, the, the intended purpose of this is not necessarily for agricultural purposes. What God is communicating for us is that the Sabbath is mainly for people and for animals. And these are the two groups that depend on the land for food. No no uvas, no trabajo, right? If there's no grapes, there's no work. You need it. You need it, both, both the people and the animals. So in the seventh year, orchards, fields, vineyards, um, they're left to grow on their own. So you don't prune them, you don't guard them, you don't harvest them. Now, there's some question as to whether God's intention on this was for the entire land of Israel, because th these are laws that are given to Israel as they're on their way for when they get into the land. Is this supposed to be for the whole land, and is it supposed to rest in the same year, or should it be staggered field by field? Now, it would seem if you did the staggering method, that would be the most beneficial to the poor. So regardless of how it was timed and the interpretation on that, the Sabbath year is one of God's intended ways for God to provide for the hungry and for the animals that he created. Uh, 
So there would be plenty of food left for the animals and for the poor, and they would be free to gather whatever they needed. Now, just like the Sabbath year, there's also a Sabbath day, and its intended purpose is exactly the same. It's to bless the poor and the hungry. Let's read it in verse number 12. The Bible says, Six days you shall do your work, and on the seventh day you shall rest, that your ox and your donkey may rest, and the son of your female servant and the stranger, now notice this next part, may be refreshed. Um, We need to make sure that we properly define the word Sabbath. Now, the word Sabbath comes from the Hebrew word that means to cease, to stop. So that means you stop from any kind of work. Um, it's a day of rest for both man and animals, man and beast. It was, it was now hold on to yourself. Cause I'm going to use a phrase here that, that might shock you. Okay. So hold on to your pearls, Ethel. I think that's what the, the I don't know the saying I'm trying to think. I think it says, hold on. So anyway, it doesn't matter. Here it is. This is God's, God's original form of social justice. You're like, What? Yes, this is God's form of social justice. The Sabbath is God's guarantee that workers and livestock would get a day off. So also, it was God's way of being kind to animals. So we can extract some environmental principles out of this. Now, I'm not a social justice warrior in this sense of the way our culture has made it today, and I'm not an environmental social justice warrior either. But you know what? There are a lot of Christian camps out there that get really, really suspicious of, you know, environmentalism. And I get it. I get it. And there's good reason. There are even folks out there that seem to worship the environment. I mean, what a what a what a crazy mistake, right? To to worship the creation instead of the creator. Um, there are other folks as well that treat animals as if they're more important than people. I mean, you, you, there are some folks today that are like all about pro-choice and pro-abortion, but yet they'll go out and, and advocate to save the whales or save the baby hippos or the baby eagles or whatever it is. I mean, we're, we're just talking about some just logical inconsistencies here and and it's really like flipping on its head the divine order that God has set into motion. I mean, there's also other folks that are like make veganism or vegetarianism like some kind of moral imperative. But you know what? God has given us certain animals for food, right? <laughs> so when I'm talking about environmentalism, and when I use the word that we should care for the environment, we need to detach the way culture is, has framed this today, but we need to understand that caring for creation is one of the ways that we actually glorify God. Taking care of plants, being kind to animals are important parts of being a Christian, and so is giving the land rest. And you know what happens today? There, uh, I'm not going to debate the virtues, nor am I going to debate the 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 evils of capitalism, but most farms today are ran like they're factories. I mean, we try to squeeze everything we can out of our fields. We we pump the land full of fertilizer and chemicals, and we want them to stay fruitful. We take our animals, and, and we, we confine them to cages, and we feed them to the point of obesity. And here's the thing. This is not 
God's way. This is not Bible stuff here. This is not God's plan. God gave us creation for food. And so he wants us to receive it as a gift. And gifts require care. Gifts require stewardship. And the whole earth bears the effects of God's curse against our sin. And so it would only be right for us to work for its redemption. But don't go off here and saying, you know what, pastors turn it into some environmental social justice warrior. No, no, we're talking about the Bible here. So this is one of the first things that the Sabbath, the Sabbath year, teaches us. Now, the the Sabbath law also teaches us something about caring for the poor. The Sabbath year would remind us that, you know what? The poor need to eat as well. Now, the biblical system, we, we, we talk about welfare today. Under the Bible, it's actually a workfare system. So not a welfare system. It's a workfare system. The poor would be expected to gather what they needed from the Sabbath sabbatical fields but in order for this system to work, God's people needed to obey God's law by giving their fields a rest. So if you got you know real, real greedy, you would be like, you know what? I can turn a profit. I don't need to let this land go to rest. Well, guess what? That didn't work out too well in the book of Jeremiah. That was one of the big sins. Did you know that they um, neglect? There was 490 years that Israel neglected this law that we're reading about right now on the sabbatical year. Now, on the Sabbath day, it also reminds us about caring for the poor. It reminds us that 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 the workers need rest as well. So this is not just something that somebody would do to worship God, like oh you owe this to God. It was. But it was also something that you owed to each other. So notice there's a vertical connection and a horizontal connection. We are to love God and we are to love people. So this is a bi-directional command. Remember, when Israel were slaves in Egypt, they never, they never had a chance to rest. So God did not want this sin to be repeated in Israel. So workers like household servants... They needed to be refreshed, recharged by doing what? Celebrating a weekly Sabbath. Now, we can apply this principle today. You say, well, how so? Well, we need to make sure that we don't cause other people to perform unnecessary work on the Lord's day. We can also make sure that we have our natural rhythms in place. You know, our, our culture and our society today is just go, 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 go. We don't take time out to just stop, to cease. That's what the Sabbath is all about. So you remember others. We worship God in community. You remember God and you remember others. So I want to encourage you. These are powerful, powerful scriptures. I want to thank you for tuning in today. I'm going to be working on some other podcasts. I really want to get into these three annual feasts that is found in Exodus uh, 23, 14 through 19. I've got a whole lot. Um, so we will see you on the next episode.
Thank you for listening to Al Pastor with Brian Overturf. If you found value in this, please subscribe and get updates. Most places podcasts are available. We're right here on Anchor FM through Spotify. Also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, and iHeartRadio. I hope you'll tune in for the next episode. Until then, we'll see you later.